Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No. Yeah, you want to start this over? Hi, buddy. It's been a minute, Joe. It's been forever, and, you know, it was my idea today (laughs) to pull an audible. That was a good start over, by the way. And say that we're not, (laughs) shut up, we're say that we're not going to, we're going to interview Vetter today, Mm -hmm. but too much has happened in each of our lives over the past two weeks, and you and I have not spoken Yep. For two weeks, I think it's important for our listeners and our devotees mm-hmm. to catch up with where we've been over the last two mm. weeks, what we've done, uh, any sort of uh, realizations we've made about ourselves over the past mm-hmm. two weeks. I've made a couple. I love uh, the Audible. I want to hear about you. I want to hear about you. I love the I Audible. You. I'm down with the Audible. I think it's a smart Audible. You're in the sports world. You called the Audible. And uh, through the touchdown, Joe, uh, I, uh, I've been good, man. I've been on this trip. I was two weeks on the road. I rented a trailer, took the family, never, ho- never hauled a 30-footer behind my truck ever. So it was a bit of a learning curve. Went up California, Central Cal, into Oregon, and then went west to the coast and came down the coast. I was with Wyatt and his wife, and then my parents came along as well in their huge like bus rig called the Hurricane, and uh, it was just an amazing time, so much so that I am buying a trailer. Um, Kurt is buying a, 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 an RV. It is, and it is the place to be, just in nature separate from the world. It was the most magical time that I've had with my family. It was Are you going to turn incredible. into whatever character Vigo Mortensen, Mortensen played where he yes. uh, raised his kids in the woods and then Yes. Uh, yeah, great. Yes. I, w- I So would this love is that. the end? This is you're not going to have any cell reception out there or you didn't while you were on this journey because no, I, I every text I sent you was green. Yeah. <laughs> I so love that. I, that's I, how you know. <laughs> that's how I know. If I send you a text and it's green, typically you're horrible about getting back to people. We've established that on this podcast. But if I send yep. you a text and it's green, I'm I know I'm hook. not talking to you for, I don't know, at the minimum five days. But it's been two weeks since mm-hmm. you and I have caught up. So we had two shows on. We had the Adam Sandler episode, which I love. That was and great. we had Charles yeah. Barkley on. Yep. While you were gone, two stellar episodes, and you and I are doing our own episode today before we interview Eddie Vedder, who's been a good friend of mine, and uh, this is just a catch-up session. So I want to well, wrap think- my head around. Wait, shut up! I want to wrap my head around. Yeah. You're all in this moving caravan. You're mm-hmm. you're you've got your trailer. Kurt mm-hmm. and Goldie are in an RV. Wyatt mm-hmm. Russell and his wife are in a car with a trailer. Sprint. 
sprinter van that they own. A sprinter van. And then at yeah. night, when you say we're in nature, does that mean we're staying at a Howard Johnson's? Does that mean we're staying no. in tents? Does that we're we're in the RV? I, I the trailer. We sleep in the trailer. We sleep in the RV, and they sleep in their sprinter van. You know, we were in the Sierras. We were on the Oregon coast. We were in Jacksonville, Oregon. Um, we were in San Inez. We were finding these amazing little spots to go and camp for two nights, you know, here and there. Sometimes it would be one night and then you got to move on to the next spot. There's a whole world that I'm learning about, a whole RV world, this like sort of underbelly of 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 the world of of the United States that I want to be involved in. It's it's an incredible community. I love I love everyone so much. It was really really fun. No, it was it was a family trip. That Were your boys into this? Was amazing. Yes, yes. We decked out the trailer. They had the the boys had the two bunks. My little Rio, you know, the the table, you know, folds down. We created a bed for her. We watched movies at night, but old school movies like E.T., you know, stuff like that it was really, really fun. Captain you're, you're, Ron. Captain Ron. Actually, you know the kids? I don't think they've ever seen Captain Ron. That would be a Grown good... Grown-ups, too. So this is yeah. basically your Into the Wild, like, Christmas yeah, Candless. I which guess. Which is perfect, but... because we're interviewing Vetter, who did the soundtrack for Sean Penn's movie, Into the Wild. I know, but it was... I mean, it was more bougie than that, I think. You know what I mean? Like... We 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 weren't roughing it, so to speak, in in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you know, we had a trailer to sleep in and TV to watch. Great food. We cooked great food. I caught yeah, and five. The canvas didn't have that. No, I caught I caught five brown trout on one of our trips and uh, cooked them up over the over the open flame. And I was very manly. I was very manly. I was I was I hitching and unhitching. That. I was hitching and unhitching my trailer all the time. Shirt was off. I got super tan. I was pure sex out there. Do you, you know, think I Aaron was felt, more attracted to you as yes. kind of this mountain man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Without a and doubt. You people and we're don't really we're buying a trailer. I mean, this is how much we love this. We are we are buying a trailer. This is something that we want to do. You know, especially in the world that we're living in right now. I just got noticed that the LAUSD is not having school this fall. So that means Bodie, my middle kid, is is doing remote learning. My other two kids go to the same school. It's a private school. And it looks like that we're not going to be going to school either. So we're free. We're free to roam, man. You know, as long as we can have internet access to do their learning, I'm ready to cruise. I'm ready to get up and get out. Man. I, for, there's a lot of things that you've said of the last five minutes that I take issue with. First of all, I wouldn't trust any old fish that you caught and for you to cook it to a Why? proper temperature where I wouldn't get some form of salmonella or something. That's absurd. That's absurd. absurd. That, that, that just shows how little you know about fish. Okay, that's one. Okay. Shut up. Move that's on. One. Move on. Two. Move on. Are you as incensed as other parents seem to be about kids not going back to school and your kids having to do at-home learning? Very good question, Joe. I like this. I like this podcast, this episode. I feel like I'm the guest. I like it. Uh, yes. No, I'm not incensed. You know, it, it is what it is. This is just how we're living. It's up to us as parents to make this decision, I believe. You know, if you don't feel comfortable... But it's not your decision. It, of course, it's, it's not, not your decision. decision. How's it your decision? They what just, are you, you talking just said about? They're not. They're not having school. It's not your decision. No. Well, there are some schools that are going week on week off. Like the school that my two kids go to, the private school. What they're proposing is split the class in half. You go one week, you know, at school, and when you're at school, you're wearing a mask. You're six feet apart. All the food has shut down. You can't eat there. And I'm like, that's not the way to go to fucking school for me. You no. know what I mean? I'd rather just do straight remote learning. And when the vaccine is available or when it feels safe to come back to school, then we will go, when we will go back. But until then, you know, I'm looking out for the safety of 
my family and for the families around me, you know, and for my my parents and everyone else who we're going to interact with as a family. And the schools right now, at least currently, especially in Los Angeles, it's a fucking breeding ground, you know, and the teachers are not happy. I mean, 85% of the LAUSD teachers were are not on board with even going back to school. It's dangerous for them. You know, they're having to teach 30 kids in a class and and you can't trust children to keep masks on and abide by these rules. You know, it's it's too difficult for them. So Okay, I there's one more point that I don't want to lose and that is other than the five trout that you caught Mm-hmm. What else? What else did you and Goldie and Kurt and Wyatt and Wyatt's wife, <laughs> who goes by the name of Meredith, Meredith? What did What did you all eat? Was Was it like, hey, there's oh. a Chili's down the street, or no? Hey, we're eating berries. Let's look in the book and see if they're poisonous. Or yeah, in the middle, middle ground. I'm you sure know. you got your vegetables in. I I know how much you love you know mushrooms. I, I do. That's true. <laughs> I did eat a lot of mushrooms. There, this is very true. Uh, <laughs> there was no chilies, but there was no berry picking. All right, we ate fantastically. We ate steaks. We ate chicken. We ate the fish that I caught. You know, we grilled over open flame. It was it was great. I mean, we didn't. But but I will say this: I also ate like shit. Because when you're on the road going from place to place, hauling a 30-foot trailer, I had to eat fast food. I mean, I was eating McDonald's, Taco Bell, and it was amazing, let me tell you, because I haven't really binged fast food in a long-ass time, and uh, it was pleasant And I because I, I accepted it. I was like, all right, you know what? Two weeks on the road, what am I going to do? I'm going to eat Chick-fil-A. I'm going to eat... Taco Bell. It's just it's just what's going to happen. And once I just succumb to that and surrender to that, it was fantastic. Yeah, well, so, you can do that better than I can. It was Wyatt. Wasn't Wyatt training for something? Do you have a Peloton in the back of his Sprinter van, or what did he do? N- no, he actually decided he cut the motor of his, his Sprinter and just pushed it everywhere just to get oh, in shape. Yeah, yeah, that was. I think he they cut did the that f- in Rocky Four. He cut the f- one that well, <laughs> He cut the floorboards out and Flintstoned it. (laughs) (laughs) And Meredith is like, babe, we're not going to get there for at least three hours. Right. Uh, So, but it was, it was amazing, man. It was an amazing family vacation. And I, I I would recommend this. Now, a lot of people are doing this right now. Um, Tony Hawk is out there on the road who I've become friendly with after doing, after him doing our podcast, you look on Instagram, there are a bunch of, bunch of people who are out. In so the basically RVs. they should do the, the Hollywood tours mm-hmm. where TMZ should just hang out in the woods and yeah. who knows who you're going to see coming. Hey, there's, totally. Tony, hey, there's, there's, uh, there's Goldie Rebe- Hawn. There's Goldie. Rebecca Romaine. There's a, yeah. Yeah. You never know. No, not Stamos. Rebecca Romaine. O'Connell. O'Connell. Oh yeah, she married Jerry. I forgot. O'Connell like, or O'Donnell. O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah. Um, but I. But I, but I, let's. We'll finish this by, by me saying that, if you have the opportunity, to get out with your family and do something like this, it was extremely special. It's it's fun. There are going to be issues. You know, you're 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 in a in in some moments a high pressure. High pressure situations, you know, there were times where like we didn't, what? well, we didn't have a place to go, right? You don't schedule your trip out uh, in a, with an itinerary. You, Only you, 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 you're sort of like moving and shaking as you go. And there is a freestyle element to it. That is really awesome. There were plenty of places we pulled up to thinking that it could, it's, this is going to be amazing. And, and we get there and we're like, oh, this is dog shit. We got to get out of here. What are we going? I don't what, know, dude. Like, what constituted dog shit for you? What what had to happen, or what was so bad? The, fir- that you made the first, the first stop of the entire trip. Kurt and Mom are ahead of us, and they get to the spot. They call me, and they're like, "This is no good. We're literally on the one hundred and one." You know, because they 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 show you the pictures. You know, on the Hip Camp, which is a website, or on you know, rec.gov, however you're going to book your, your sites. 
and, and you know, they took it with their freeway to the back, obvious with to their back, obviously, because they get there and, and, and it's the 101. And so I'm like, oh, shit, we, <laughs> I, I do not want to stay here. Wyatt and I started calling friends and we found a friend who has a house in San Inez with acreage. And it was an amazing night. That's number one. Number two. Did you go in the house or did you sleep in your camper? No, 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 no. We were in our campers. He had acreage. So we set up our campers, you know, uh, right outside of his house. And it was an amazing first night. It was really, really fun. Um, you know, there were other instances. The second one, we were supposed to go to uh, Shasta Lake or Lake Shasta in California. And I looked at Google Maps, Google Earth. And blew it up, and I found this cool little spot. I was like, oh, I found some gem. We show up there, and it is fucking party time. There's like 8 billion RVs, flags flying. It was like, I was like, woo! I mean, it was like a party. It was like, it was Lake, it was like Lake Havasu, but worse, if that's even possible. Uh. And so Holly we pulled Shore the- roaming around the uh, <laughs> roaming around the lake. Hey, buddy! Uh, totally, dude. It was like you know, like nineteen eighties wave runners, like yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and so we just we got out of there. We're like, we can't stay here. So we just found this weird little spot in Jacksonville, Oregon, that turned out to be so great. We stayed there for two nights. So that's what's fun about this is the spontaneity of it and yeah. the moments where you're like, holy shit, where are we going to stay? We stayed one night in a fucking Hilton parking lot in Sacramento because it was like, oh, we, we, we can't get anywhere. Let's just When's go the last here. time you think your mom, Goldie Hawn, has ever been in a Hilton, let alone a Hilton parking lot? <laughs> this is a good question. I, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> it's been decades. It has been a minute. Right? It's, it's definitely the early days. Yeah, like when they yeah. took, uh, you know, what, what was the variety show where they took that on the road? They were with laughing. Johnson. Laughing. They took laughing <laughs> right. on the road. They stayed in Hiltons and yeah. Howard Johnson's. Now, my mom, my mom is a mover and a shaker. She's a traveler. She was dancing in go-go cages in Vegas in the 60s. I guarantee the Hilton was the spot. You know what I mean? Back in the day, the Hilton. The Dunes. The Dunes Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. The Stardust. Hey, uh, I'm proud of you, and it makes me a little nervous being a 51-year-old father of two to think that when they are, you know, 10 and 10, 11, Mm -hmm. 12 years old, Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in my 60s. I'm not going to yeah. have the energy or the desire to leave the couch, let alone mm-hmm. get everybody in a trailer and go stay in a Hilton parking lot. You'll be good. No, I, I, I don't. I disagree with that, Joe, because, you know, you enjoy fitness. You do like to keep yourself in shape. You know what I mean? Like you are vain, which is a good thing in a way because you want to be healthy and yeah, feel for your children. Well, I mean, it has. Up a fat kid made me vain to where everybody, when I went back to high school reunion, like the 25th reunion, I was one of the most fit people. And I was looking at all these skinny ass people from high school and they were fat as shit. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I took great pleasure in that. I'm going to tell yeah. you right now. <laughs> I should have just started bullying them. Hey, fat ass. Huh? You going to drink another glass of cheap wine, you poor fat ass? <laughs> It'll taste your own medicine. You got you got ripped apart pretty good for being a fat kid in school, didn't you? Yeah, but it was good for me. It it completely developed my quick wit and my defenses. So I mm-hmm. like we've talked about and and people are probably rolling their eyes listening to this because we've gone over this a million times, but I, I think that it was in the end probably a good thing for me, but you definitely don't forget the insults. I don't remember anything mm-hmm. from third grade, but I remember this guy, Roger Niles calling me Joe Buck, the dancing truck. <laughs> and I, that I remember my teacher's name from third grade. And I remember that fucker for saying that. And that's about it. I don't remember what, one other thing. What was, what was the dancing part of this? Like I don't know. It, he the, needed something. It was iambic pentameter. Uh, he was just right. trying to rhyme and have you know proper <laughs> cadence at Rossman well, so grade school in St. Louis. That sounds and, smart. That sounds pretty smart. I mean, at least he was thought out. At least he was like, I need something to gap buck and truck. And, truck. and so he thought right. dancing, and it has a nice 
it has a nice pentameter to it. So, you know, yeah, and you uh, picture a truck. I always pictured a truck when I thought about it. And even to this day, I picture a truck uh, like on its rear wheels with the the front two wheels up in the air, kind of back mm-hmm. and forth with a smiley face on it and being, you know, like a dump truck or something that's a little bit bigger. Well, so if it was his name, Niles, Roger Niles, very good. So if Roger, if Roger was is listening to this right now, is there anything you'd like to say to him? <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think. No, I don't think no, it's going to serve you, me well. To what okay. just flashed through my mind right now is just not gonna. <laughs> I saw your mind. It, it, your wheels oh are just spinning. Smoke coming out of my ears. I not because yeah. I'm mad. I just the the the. The habit trail, the wheel was spinning, and I had about ten mm-hmm. things that I could have said, but I'm just gonna now, leave let, you it know, sit. Let's let let's. I hope I, I would love if Roger was listening to this and at least comment. I I think I saw him one time downtown St. Louis, either coming in or out of a Rams football game, and you know what? I'm not even gonna go there. I'm okay, not let, go let's because I, I don't I don't know that he's well. I don't I don't know that uh, I don't know that right. he's not well. I just yeah. don't know anything about him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's 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 yeah. let's let's change gears then and talk about we cut that out. Let's keep it. I'm in. good with I mean, keeping it in. Yeah, I mean, Roger. Look, Roger's the one who is calling you these names. Why shouldn't he be called out? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I circled that to ask you guys because is there a chance this guy That's is litigious? Sim. We're keeping even this in, <laughs> Sim. Like, I mean, we have all sorts of insurance. Is he litigious? And, you know, is he going to sue yeah. me for? Okay. Is he going to sue me for making fun of me in third grade? Then that would be the ultimate. That would be America at its <laughs> finest. Not only were you tormented as a kid, you mentioned it on your own podcast, and I'm going to sue you. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Oh, good. God, I hope. Oh, yeah, now God. it's definitely got... staying in. Oh, we have to keep this in. It's just too good. Okay, good. Switching gears, I want to talk about uh, the American Century Golf Tournament and the three scores that you posted. Embe- and w- I, I, and- I will, I'll give you a seminar on this. Okay, because can I say one thing before you go? Joe is a very good golfer. He's got a really beautiful golf swing. And I was not able to be at the American Century because I wasn't invited, which is a whole other podcast we can do. <laughs> I followed him. That's one him. way to say it. You were not able to be there as if you had a prior engagement. <laughs> I said I wasn't invited. Because I wasn't invited. I, I said I wasn't invited. I know. We talked but before. I, fo- about I, we're good. I followed Joe and his rounds of golf did not reflect the golfer that I know he is. And it was frustrating to me. So what the fuck happened to you out there? Well, here's the thing. It's funny we're talking about this because the first time I was ever around you, and I knew you because I knew Kate first was at that golf tournament. And it's yeah. the most fun tournament. So fun. NBC, NBC does a great job with it. John Miller runs it. And next year, for sure, you and I will be playing in this thing. And it, you know, it was hard to believe that it even came off. And it came off perfectly with the whole COVID stuff. And mm. you know, I got checked. I got the real check before I left St. Louis because I just wanted to make sure. And then they would check you every day. You'd have to go through a little health screening to get into the driving range. Okay, there's that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am so in my head that I, I was so confident. And that swing, I will say this. If I have one thing, if you saw me from a distance hitting golf balls on a driving range, you'd go, that guy's a scratch golfer. Yes, and 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 I only say that to set myself up for my own Roger Niles insult because <laughs> I went from and everybody talks about the longest walk is from the driving range to the first tee mm-hmm. but something happened there I want to play so well because I'm a broadcaster and you know in the field is of course Marty Fish our friend and these guys who are phenomenal that's a, that's next level golf it's not next that. level yeah but but there are other guys that I you know really famous well paid in shape good athletes that I should beat and I I was on the range working with my friend Mark Miller he he has taught Peter Jacobson over the years Jacobson was with us I was hitting balls in front of Jacobson he's like god damn that looks unbelievable like what what you know he he was stunned mm-hmm. at how well I was hitting the ball went to the first tee and just lost it I I it's a what, complete, what, what, it's what was like that for yips 
What was the first tee shot? First of all, was it was it what what how how'd you hit it? I the first tee shot. Yeah. Of the entire, it's a three day event. And I played with Smoltz and Mulder and guys that are really good the three previous days and played fine, played good, not great, but not terrible. And the first shot is not a driver. It's it's like a rescue or a hybrid. Hybrid, a, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of, I, I lined up left. I hit it straight and, and hit it over into the marsh. So now I'm looking at double uh, bogey. <laughs> on the right left. Out of you, the hit it, you hit it left hit it over into the that bunker, marsh. Yeah, over the bunker, left into the gunch, <laughs> into the swamp. I know the and hole. Now I'm yep. like, okay, I'm starting because it's Stableford system or modified Stableford. Now you've got minus two points, and I'm like, yeah, I'll never make that up, even though I've got 53 <laughs> more holes to go. I mean, it, it hits on every bit of my anxiety, my yeah. neuroses, and everything else. And so I am trying so hard, and I'm working with my poor buddy Mark Miller, who's taught and caddied for tour players and he on the range like he's got nothing to say and then we get out on the golf course and i think he was looking at me like are you okay like what what has happened to you from Mm -hmm. and it's just grinding and and just that that's the beauty of golf and that's why i'm just so proud of and in some way shocked that tiger woods came from where he was with Mm -hmm. the whole scandal to where he is now and he got it all back remember he was like mm-hmm. blading chip shots not that long ago and saying yeah. glutes aren't firing. It can get in your head, and, and it takes a little twitch, and your golf swing is different than at any other point in your life. So I fought that all day, mm-hmm. played okay the first day, played worse, played even worse as I tried to change some things to simplify, mm. and it just never got better. And the greens were great. The place was phenomenal. The greens were fast as hell. And you, you couldn't really go at anything. You, I was putting defensively the whole day. So when you're putting yeah. to save par, and then you knock it past, and now you got four or five feet for bogey to try <laughs> to avoid losing two points, it just never got better. <laughs> so I don't Dude, know. I either need the, a, a, the a, double a, bogey, like the worst, yeah. the worst. Oh, and in this in this system. The Stableford, you're right. It's like that's that's a minus two, basically, it's or minus plus two. two, right? Like, but yeah. then I go to the next hole, and I've got like four, maybe five feet for birdie, miss it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get it right back. I'm going to get three points here. I'm going to miss that, you know, nervy, wish mm-hmm. it into the hole for par. It just was, it was bad. Oh, it just never got So I need an entirely new swing. My fluid, yeah. nice swing sucks the club stick gets stuck behind me i start ripping it around i'm too whatever i i have to simplify yeah. stuff so i have i have i have marching orders and we'll see how but you had but the family fun. there yeah, yeah man like on the flip side of all of that at least you know the silver lining of all that and and i've again i have played in this tournament for many many years for some reason the last three four but years you're I've a better golfer it. than me and and i'm willing right. to admit that you've got a you and and you're the same way if anybody saw oliver hudson you know here's the thing about you hollywood folk and kurt <laughs> is not in this category there's only a handful of people for me doing sports you being a sports fan that you see on film performing a sports act that's supposedly major league or NFL quality. And you go, I'm supposed to believe that Tim Robbins with that is throwing 101 miles an hour in Bull Durham. Right. I'm supposed to believe that, you know, you go right on down the list. Robert Redford (laughs) pulled it off in the natural. Unbelievable. Kevin Costner is great in any kind of sporting physical thing. He can pull it off. There aren't many. And you're a you're yeah. a Hollywood guy that's got a left-handed, pure, great swing. Sometimes mm. you're maybe not as focused as you should be when I bring mm-hmm. you to different tournaments as my guest. Well, there's a lot of factors day. that go maybe into not being back. focused. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. reasons why well, I might we're have not carried focused. you down there last time. Oh God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I just drink too much but anyway. down there. That's the problem, honestly, you know. That, that, that's the issue down there. You know you're in bad shape yeah. when you pull your club out after a big night at a member guest, and you, you're trying to tee a ball up, and your hand is shaking so bad oh, that you go yeah. right back into the well. It's like, hey, uh, I'll oh, take a yeah. tequila totally. tonic and lime. Yeah. yeah, and then you feel great. And then it's great. You feel fine. You're evened out. But I, I, but seventh I, hole, you're good. 
But I was saying, though, the silver lining to playing in this tournament, which I have many times, is when I, I bring my family there as well. And it's like, oh, well, at least at the end of this day, it was this shit golf day. I can go back and be with my kids and my family and like hang out there in, in Tahoe. So that it was great. Must have, yeah, that must have been nice for you. You know? And for the boys, well, I had not not just Blake and Wyatt, my two-year-old twins, but I had Natalie and Trudy, uh, Natalie's boyfriend, Bobby, Michelle, our au pair. So we had a full house, and uh, and then we were up against, we rented a six-bedroom house that was reasonably priced, amazingly enough, and backing up to our house was a bear that would come down every day. Whoa. And like right there within 20 feet out of the back door back sliding glass door and would try to climb the stairs to get up would walk down into the area where you the driveway where you'd pull your car in i mean it was mind-blowing to me to see this bear just looking for trash or a wayward human to eat did the uh, the boys react the boys love it but again they don't have anything to compare it to i'm like I just, I've never seen that before. And they're like, oh, it's a bear. It's like Masha and the bear on TV. They, you know, it's like going to the zoo. I'm like, right. no, we're not yeah, in a you're zoo. Like, you're like, holy fuck, it's a bear. We got to figure <laughs> this shit back. out. Get back. <laughs> yeah, they, they were like, oh, yeah, bear. And they were excited, but they weren't freaking out like I was. Mm-hmm. I'll send you the video. It's, um, it's unreal. It's yeah, unreal. I want to see that. Um, Did you see any of the wildlife when you were on your... Uh, trip um like big no i mean nothing 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 crazy you know what i mean nothing nothing out of the ordinary but i'm in colorado right now as are you in colorado yet i'm in colorado i i was on the colorado river today just went fly fishing for the first time in my (gasps) life you did Yes. Well, you know, I've been fly fishing since I was six years old. I mean, it's like a passion of mine. But I, I had no, I had no idea that you've never been fly fishing. How how did you like it? I loved it. Michelle and I did it. Had a guide. Uh, we're with another couple friends, and their kids are friends with our kids, and and they went on one boat. We went on one. Unbelievable time. Uh, did you catch hit the Colorado River trifecta where I got uh, cutthroat trout. Rainbow trout and brown trout caught all three types. Nice. Uh, Those it was great. Cutthroats. Cutthroats are beautiful fish. Beautiful fish. And just the Mm. idea. I never got it, and now I get it. First of all, you're in a in a valley most of the time, and there's no cell reception, which is great. Mm -hmm. And then you're just you're. I was focused the entire time on that that fly, the the one that sits on top of the water and the lure, mm-hmm. and and I so y- you forget everything else, and it's you're just I I understand why people get hooked on this. Yes, yeah, no pun intended, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, you didn't even know you said that. I didn't even know uh, I did it. Yeah, but no, I mean it is. It's it's truly meditative. It's cathartic for me. You know, when I when I go and wade into the river, you are solely focused on presenting uh, this fly to a specific fish, potentially, that you want to catch. And you zero in sometimes on one fish, and you're constantly changing out your fly to try to fool one of these bigger fish that you have zeroed in on. And it is... Uh, it's truly a time where everything disappears from my brain, except for the task at hand, and that's why I love fly fishing so much. You know, it's very Do you prefer fun- that over deep sea because you go on these two I, I, week. Deep I can't. Sea I, I can't. I, I I like them both. I can't. They're two completely different types of fishing. I mean. I love them both for for different reasons. Yeah, but I mean, you love one of your kids more than the other two. I mean, from time to time, yeah. I think, I think, I think that's just the way it is. At, so, at some point, I love Wilder more, and then I love Bodie more, and then I'm into Rio, and yeah. I mean, I think that's natural. That's totally natural. Where are you in Colorado, though, right now? Because we're going to see each other soon. Yeah, I'm in Vail. You're in Vail, so you're only an hour and a half from me currently. I no know wonder. we get to the reception we get to be together. So 
By the way, you know, this will be the first time that we have seen each other in a long ass time. Since but I just got two Aprils ago, right? Yeah, but I'm I'm being I'm still I mean of course still especially since the fucking spikes of coronavirus in Los Angeles is nutty. You know I'm getting I got tested before I came here. You know it's an interesting dynamic right now with the family because we want to make sure that everyone is staying safe and vigilant, and we have to know sort of where we are and who we're interacting with. So it's an, it's, it's, it's an interesting time being here because we want to just experience Colorado the way that we normally do. But at the same time, we have to be, you know, smart about who we hang out with and how we hang out with people, you know? Yeah. And it's, well, you should, it's fine. You should wear clothes. I mean, it's not just a mask. You should put clothes on. No. And, and I'm, I, here's the thing. I'm going and, and, straight mask, no clothes. Just okay. naked with well, a mask. What I'm about to say has no foundation in medical knowledge whatsoever. But I don't totally understand if I, I guess the mask is like the last line of defense, like a failsafe. So if we're supposed to socially distance and we're all now back into the you gotta wear a mask everywhere, and I'm I'm noticing that here in Colorado it's mask everywhere. Yeah, it should it should be. You know, then, then, yeah. then, do we need to still socially distance if we're all wearing masks? If the masks are so great, right? I think, yeah. I mean, I would say that you to be extra cautious. I guess you know, yes, I mean, but it doesn't. It, I mean, logically, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And and I get the testing, but you can get tested. Give a sample of your brain or your tonsil or your spit or blood and walk <laughs> right outside the door. Yeah. And get infected. It does, of I mean, course. so, so I, but here's the thing. I believe, and again, it's so hard to even decipher what's good and what's bad because there's so much misinformation. But it, I believe that you wear a fucking mask, you wash your hands, you do the simple things, not that difficult to wear a mask, even if it bothers your face, because you're not just protecting yourself, you're protecting someone else. It's not that hard. And guess what? I really think it works. I believe that if I wear a mask and I'm just smart, you know, I'm going to be fine. And I can go have a semi-normal life and just be smart about what I do. I can go on a float trip and have the guide be in the middle and he's wearing his buff, yeah. his mask, and you're wearing your shit. I mean, I, I, you can do that. I, 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 and that's what I plan on doing. But, you know, everyone has a different different feeling about it and when you're dealing with a big family like mine that's all together you know everyone has their concerns some can some have higher concerns than other others and i think that it's important for us to sort of take the most concerned person and that's our barometer that's where we go from because i respect the way that everybody feels who's the most concerned in your family kate yeah my sister but she's but you know, she's most concerned because for a very good reason, meaning like she just wants to make sure that mom and pa are okay. You know, she's like, if I get coronavirus, it's going to suck or whatever, but I'm more concerned about my parents, you know, and I am as well. I just feel like I can, I believe in the mask and I believe in the social distance and I believe in washing your hands. I'm not saying I don't, I'm just saying. No, no, I know, I know. But if you do that, it's just kind of all over the place. I feel like if you do that, I feel like you're going to be good. That's just, I mean, that's my own personal shit. You know, I don't know Kurt knows? that well. I don't know Kurt that well, but I'm going to guess one thing, having not asked you this before, the one person in your family who is least concerned is Kurt. Well, it's funny you say that. No, he's, I think he's, Kurt's the most spot on in my estimation about all this. It's just taking care of yourself. You know what I mean? It's like you can't control what other people are going to do. So I'm going to take care of myself. You know, I'm going to be distant from people and I'm going to wear a mask when I go out. And, you know, he's not not concerned. He is of an age where you don't want to get it. You know what I mean? Um, When we were on our trip, he was very smart about it. We all were, you know. So, no, he's he's uh, he's just he's right down the middle. You know, he's he's easy going with it. But at the same time. You know, he knows it, it's real and he doesn't want to fucking get it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, here, but, where in this resort that we're in, it's it's like a condo kind of place. You're not allowed to be in the elevator with anybody outside of your party. 
Mm-hmm. It's masked the second you enter into the building. I mean, it's masked everywhere. And if you are not wearing a mask, and I guess there have been millions of examples of people who refuse to wear a mask and then there becomes like a, a altercation somewhere mm-hmm. with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. hey, why aren't you wearing a mask? Hey, shut up. Mm-hmm. Here, I, I just have seen nobody uh, not adhering to the rule to wear mm-hmm. a mask. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a mask everywhere on everybody's face. And so you take it down when you eat and sip your coffee. And so what? Yeah, no, I mean, look, even you coming into, even you coming to see, to hang with us in the next couple of days, right? I have to tell my family, I'm like, Buck's coming up, you know, with Michelle and da 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 da. I want you to know that we're going to be hanging together. We're going to be safe about it. And then the family has to have a discussion and say whether they feel comfortable with it or not. Whereas, so am I going to get voted off the island? Where have I been? I don't know. I've been, Uh, it doesn't matter. I've been hanging out by dumpsters and, the, you know, but these are just the conversations that that we have. Well, I don't to know have. where you've been. I don't know where you've been. I'm going to have the same conversation with Michelle, and I'm going to say, "Hey, look, we're going to Aspen, yeah. and we're going to see Oliver and Aaron, and they've been on a you know a nature drive, and I don't know who they're interacting with around the right. campfire, and I have no idea, you know. Well, who, I got who tested. Around. I got tested yeah, so right before I. I left. Right before I left for Colorado, so. You know, I, I've I haven't really interacted with many people, but you never know. I mean, fuck, dude, I don't know. It takes one person theoretically. It doesn't matter. You can be uh, as vigilant as you want, right? Can we not talk? Why are you? Yeah, this this is the coronavirus. I, I don't know, it's too much okay. corona. I can't even talk about it anymore. And it is frustrating. You know, it's frustrating, honestly, getting back to kids and being a dad. And you know, for me personally, look, I know there's a lot of people who are suffering much more than I am, you know, people who are fucking dying from this disease. But at the same time, my kid is going into middle school. All of his best friends are going to the same school. They were super excited about it. You know, and now it's a change of pace. We got to do something different here. Yeah, um, everything and, comes with that disclaimer. We I, we get it. So Yeah. And it's it's a bummer for him. With it. Yeah, that sucks. It's a bummer for him. But he's cool. He's really cool. Wilder's been super cool about it. He's like, I said, Do, would you even want to go? He goes, not really. You know, he's like, there's like a million kids there. And he understands that school probably isn't the best place to go right now during this time. And, uh, you know, the silver lining to all this is we get to maybe just hang out in Colorado until there's a fucking vaccine or something. I don't know. If, I can re- if we can remote learn, then let's just hang here, you know? Do you have Wi-Fi in your trailer? Uh, well, the one that I will be currently, the one that I will buy, I will make sure there is Wi-Fi in there. Yeah. I see I see like a Netflix show for you out of this. Oh, dude. I, I want one. I think this would be good. I, my parents, we all talked about it. You know, I, I, look, I'll do a Netflix show, a reality show in a heartbeat. You know, my, 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 the, my other family... You know, they have integrity and they have careers to protect, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I said to my parents, I said to mom and and Kurt and Kate, I'm like, what if we just do this? We could probably make a bunch of dough and we'll just film everyone on the road in the RV traveling around the U.S. for maybe like three, four months. Make a great show out of this. I think people would love to see it. I would love to see it. I can't wait to see pictures of your trailer. I can't wait to see uh, Kurt and Goldie like rolling up in the hurricane. <laughs> I can't wait to see uh, Wyatt and Meredith, uh, you know, yeah. Wyatt doing the Fred Flintstone, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's with a little brontosaurus be... slab on the side of the car, <laughs> uh, pebbles and bam bam in the back. Well, it's funny. I mean, just generally as an actor or someone who's in the entertainment business, I'm having to think of new potential new ways to do what I to do what I do. And if that means uh, doing a lifestyle documentary about whatever it is I'm doing, I have not come out with a concept, of course, yet, where I can shoot it myself or have my kids film it. Like I, I had this idea where whatever it is, my family is the crew and the cast. So Wilder will be a cameraman and Aaron will be a cameraman. Everyone will be in it. And 
do a sort of short form series of my life in a way or on the road or in the trailer. Because right now I'm, I'm supposed to be doing a pilot, a, a TV show that it's not happening and it's still on hold. I'm still waiting, still waiting. But, you know, there's creative outlets that need to happen for me. This is definitely one of them. But I want to get back into the into the world a little bit, you know. You're one of the few people I think that could have an entertaining show just by being yourself and not it wouldn't come off as an act. I think mm-hmm. most people if you're if you have a camera pointed at you, you take on some other personality or mm-hmm. you're trying to inflate your own act Mm -hmm. your sense of self-worth whatever it is i i feel like Mm -hmm. you and your kids and aaron you've been around this all enough where you would just be pretty much yourselves it's still abnormal Mm -hmm. it's like when you watch these bravo shows or my wife watches all the real housewife stuff and all that it's like come on i mean i get it Mm -hmm. you know they're they're infighting again and blah, blah, blah. But it's a lot of that stuff is producer set up. And, and, and these are manufactured arguments that just come off so fake to me. I don't feel like, I feel like your life would be compelling and mm-hmm. funny and really entertaining. So yeah. I, I'm for it. I know. Maybe you can executive produce it. I'd love to. Great. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll line up the shots when I'm there, uh, wearing a <laughs> CDC suit and uh, a body condom, so that uh, your mom can talk to me. Yeah, and still you guys still got to be very far away. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You know you should that's do. Fine. We'll just we'll go old school. We'll get a couple a couple tin cans and some string. You guys can talk to each other. Okay, that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not going to infect your mom. I don't want to be known as the person that. Took down no. Hollywood no. royalty. <laughs> you won't be. Okay. What about your Good. girl? What about what about sports, dude? What's happening? I mean, do you? I haven't even talked am, to you. Are you I going back under, to work? Yeah, a week from Saturday. So this will air tomorrow. So a week from the Saturday. Uh, crazy. I'm doing a game between the Yankees playing at the Washington Nationals, and I'm going to be in Denver. John Smoltz, I believe, is going to be in Secaucus, New Jersey. (laughs) Our normal producer will not be involved. It'll be produced out of L.A., and I will just be sitting in a studio watching the game off a television and doing it like I'm sitting in my living room with instead of the ball being hit and going away from me, the ball is going to be coming at me, and I'm going to have mm-hmm. to do play-by-play determining by the angle of where the ball, how the ball is coming off the bat. A, if it's hit well, and and in what direction? It's just going to be. It's going to be different. Are they? I think the are they going to set up? Are they going to set up different camera angles for broadcasting and not for viewing? Meaning, no. So yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're going to have to call the game as we're watching it. I think so. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I would have time to look at any other angle because typically when I do a game, I sit back from behind, you know, I've got the monitors in front of me, but I'm watching the live action. I, unless something really catches my eye in my peripheral vision and I see the, the, whatever they're shooting our director shooting, and it's not what I'm seeing, then my eyes go to the monitor in front of me. But typically I just do the game like I'm watching it. I don't have time to watch many different shots and piece together where the ball is. I just have to watch it off TV. No, I know, but that's so interesting because when you're watching on TV, especially with the home, with home run balls, sometimes you're like, "Oh shit!" and yeah. as, a, as a fan, and you're not going to know whether it's going the guy, it's the guy went yard or it's an infield fly rule. You could be like, "It's ca- right. it could be either. It could be oh no, infield fly. It's an infield fly." Yeah. No, I know, <laughs> and and the problem is. Like when I'm when I'm watching a game live, I usually read the outfielder. Like I I think sometimes the ball's hit better than it is because our audio's so good and I've got that audio in my headset and you hear this crisp crack and I'm like, "Man, that mm-hmm. ball's on a tra- trajectory to be way out of here." But I can read the outfielder and if the outfielder's going after it like he's got a chance to catch it, I back off mm-hmm. the home run call. Sometimes yep. you watch an outfielder and their their shoulders slump and you know the ball's gone because they know yeah. the ball's gone. They're down there on the yeah. field. So I'm that you're right. That is going to be the hardest part of judging how well something is hit. 
while I'm watching it, basically sitting in a chair oh, thousands of miles away. What do you think your first words of your out of your mouth? Like, hey, I'm Joe Buck, and where are you, Smoltz, in New Jersey, Hobunkin, or whatever? Like, oh, yeah. absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I will for sure. <laughs> build in as many excuses early as I can. Just a you reminder, we are not at the ball game. I can't see a thing, uh, but I'm going to do my darndest to bring you the action here. So yeah, uh, Saturday night, a week from Saturday night, I'll be uh, thousands of miles away from the world champion Washington Nationals taking on the New York Yankees. Yeah. That's exciting, though. I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm excited just to hear how it goes. I think it maybe even lend itself to some comedy. You know, I mean, there has to be some recognition or of of the situation in a way, right? You can't just call the game as if it's normal. There, ha- you have to recognize Correct. where you're at. Yeah, and I think it's going to kind of put me in a different mood because when you're there, I at least always try to defer to the game. But if I'm remote, if I'm somewhere else, I think it's more kind of it's almost like Mystery Science Theater 3000 or whatever that was called. Mm-hmm. Where you're, <laughs> you're an observer. People can hear your thoughts. And you're making com you're making comments on something that you're not there for. It almost removes you. It could be dangerous because I could act in my mind, think in my mind that I'm not really doing it. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's live, live. So who knows? Uh, and you're on camera. No, you're not no. on camera. There's no point where you're going to be on camera. I don't think so. I don't think I don't see that how that makes sense. I'm I'm in yeah. a studio. Smoltz is yeah. in another city. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just, so, you just hear my voice. Might you like have like a little tequila by your side or, you know, like sip well, on a I cocktail? Well, I've done that anyway. I mean, there right. was a two-year stretch, three-year stretch where in the first inning, especially in the postseason in baseball, I would have the runner go get the biggest beer they sold in the stadium mm-hmm. and set it down mm-hmm. in front of me. Mm, and uh, and then in football, I would make that little drink that I like to make, which is a shot of tequila, a shot of Grand Marnier, and then grapefruit juice over ice. And I would just sip it as a reminder to just chill and relax and not act mm-hmm. like what I was doing was life and death. What's that drink called again? Well, it's gone by many names. Uh, Michelle likes to call it the off-season. Uh, Aikman developed a drink. He calls it a treehouse. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll call it, I'll call it first quarter. Because that's when I uh, yeah, but, but that's when I used to sip it. But we got you a present for your birthday. All, all the present says is Joe's juice. Joe's juice. That's right. Which is gross. In, I, you know, in your mind, like, I'm, not, I'm not. In your mind, I, but I would put. But what I, I would use that, and I have used that just for the grapefruit juice part. Yeah, because that. Yeah. I don't. You never know. A, if they're going to have grapefruit juice. B, is it any good? I'd rather put fresh <laughs> grapefruit juice in that right. flask and then make the drink. Everybody's got tequila. Right. Dump a little on top, a little Joe's juice on top. Yeah. And go bang, go bongo. Everybody's Dude, happy. I, I'm feeling like you should start a grapefruit juice company and just call it <laughs> Joe's Juice. There's not a lot of... There's not a lot of high-end grapefruit juice out I'm there. I'm not you... taking on those bastards at Tropicana. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I, mean, I think there's a hole. Giant. There's a hole in the market. There's a hole in the market you could definitely you fill. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, are you excited to get back to work? Or are you, I, I mean, where I, are you at? I don't think I've ever been more excited. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good. Not just for the network, not just for me personally. I think more importantly, it's good for the population, for American people to watch sporting events again. As, yeah. Even as, yeah, yeah. as convoluted as it kind of seems right now, I, th- I think it's a huge part of American life. And uh, not having it makes things feel weird. And having it will make things feel like we're on a path back toward normalcy. Yep. I, no, I like I really it too. I did- have they decided? I think that that's. I think you're totally spot on with that. This is, it's more than just a baseball game right now. You know, this is, you know, coming back to st- at least some normalcy. You know, it's going to feel good to watch a baseball game. And by the way, not many people watch all 
162 games, you know, this game is probably going to be watched by a shit ton of people. You hey, know, I, you know, I work with John Smoltz who's in the Hall of Fame. I've never seen him more excited about what will be if fingers crossed, uh, everything goes as planned, a 60 game season. And then you go into the postseason and you're going to have more rested again, if everything health-wise with COVID is kept under control, that when there's urgency and immediacy in baseball, like a game six or a game seven in a playoff series or the wild card play-in game or a team's got to win a game at the end of September to get into the postseason, when there's urgency in baseball, there's just nothing like it. And you're right, yeah. over 162 games, that's a lot. And And there are few moments where there's urgency. Now I you can't go into a bad 10-game stretch where you don't play good baseball because I don't care what your payroll is. If guys get cold and you don't play well, you're probably not going to make the postseason. Right. It's exciting. Yeah. It's definitely it's super exciting. Each game is going to mean something. And it's the first one back other than the PGA Tour. It's the first one back. That's another thing that's happened since I last talked to you. Fox – Sold the U.S. Open rights back to NBC. <gasps> no. I'm done with the U.S. Open. Ah, uh, that sucks. You're, you're free entree to Wingfoot or any other. We were going to be uh, a Tory next year. Brookline and then sucks. LACC. Gone. I know. Well, why Gone. Did, you should have done something about that. Yeah, that's uh, that's at a level no. that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the uh, uh, the billion dollar category that Fox paid. What are they? What, what are they ago. doing? What are they doing with the with fans and stuff and crowd noise? Or is there? There'll be they there'll do- be there'll be fans there uh, if it oh, looks right virtually. They'll have. Wait a virtually minute. on on your TV, so you okay. will see and you will hear a, a hum. Under the broadcast, and and people go, well, you know, I'm I'm a traditionalist. Well, there is no tradition for this. This is when's the last time there's been nobody in a stadium, and it feels like practice, right? So uh, they are going to have a little noise under us, which I think is totally appropriate, and will make it appear a little bit more normal to the viewer at home. This is also entertainment. I think having just flatness under a broadcast is not the right way to go. And and I think if it looks and sounds and feels right, they'll they'll pipe in what what amount needs to be piped in. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I think you have to create an atmosphere for the viewing audience. I mean, you just have to. Yeah. I, I think it, you know? it if you turn on a game and nobody's there. There's some and and yes, this is these are different times. But if you turn on a game and the stadium is completely empty, it almost has a little trigger in your brain like this isn't important. Or if you hear no crowd noise, or if you hear it's okay to have a little bit of a murmur underneath because that's what you're used to at home. So we're we're trying to entertain as well as document, and and that's what I think we're gonna do. Uh, you know, to realistic levels. You can't have a crowd going crazy the entire game, but you have to have some sort of noise, especially on a big home run or something. That's, that's, that's part of the fun of, of yeah. watching an event. When is better come on? In about five minutes. <clears throat> I'm scared. Why? Don't, well, he's just like so cool and stuff. I don't know. It's Eddie Vedder. I, you know him. You know I'll be I'll be fine. But like he, he, you know he's so cool. I feel like I'm not cool enough to be around him. You know, and I I want him. I want him That's to think I'm cool. That's how I felt cool. when I first started. Yeah, I get it. I mean, you're not cool, but you can pass it off for the next hour. You can fake it. You know, and and is he? Do you think he's going to be willing to sort of talk about these things? Like, I want you to take some of the lead and then I'll, 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 I'll find my feet, but I would love to get into his childhood. And, you know, I mean, that's some cool, not cool, but that's really interesting stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, We'll see. I mean, it's, it's something that is ultra personal and, you know, you just never know. And, and I've, I've done plenty of interviews where, especially on that direct TV show where there were some of the greatest athletes in the history of, sports that were 
willing to go into areas that I don't think they had ever gone before with not just cameras, but hell, a studio audience. Um, and it was, mm-hmm. it was great. So, you know, we'll see. We'll tap dance around. He's great. When wow. I talked to him about, when I talked to him about coming on, uh, he knows all about your dad. He knows about your dad, your dad's brothers. Um, oh, I meant to ask you that. Like he fucking does. That's so crazy. No, he does. How? Yeah. How does he know he, the Hudson brothers? Like, here's the greatest thing. He remembers, and I, we were talking the other day. And when you get on the phone, I mean, it's it's just like the phone conversations are unbelievable. But he remembers everything, mm-hmm. everything. And he's found some really cool stuff uh, during this kind of clean out Corona time. Uh, so you know, we'll see. We'll see where we go. I can't believe he knows my dad. I mean, that's definitely uh, an icebreaker and something strange because not a lot yeah. of people know who the fuck the Hudson brothers are, you know? I've told you this 50 times, but I'm going to say it again because I told him that when I was little, my mom took me to your dad and his brothers on Broadway mm-hmm. in The Wizard of Oz. They were the lion, the tin man, and the scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. That's yeah. so weird. But that, Yeah, that I haven't talked childhood. to my yeah, I haven't talked to my dad in a minute. I, I don't know what's going on with him. No idea. He's sort of off the grid. It's just about respecting his, just who he is and his emotional capacity, I guess. You know, it's he's just sort of a wanderer, sort of a loner, it feels like. You know, we'll text now and again, but I, it, it, and, and it's it's just accepting where it's at and being okay with it, you know? Yeah. But I think you might be all. a lot like your dad. Because I don't text back? You're a wanderer. You just proved it over the last two weeks. I could never I do am. that. I'd be, I'd be crazed. I would be... I can't handle not having an itinerary. I can't handle not knowing where I'm going. I can't handle... I need structure. I need to... It, it's exactly why you and I are opposites and we're good friends because you come at life from point a and i come at life from point z and somewhere in the mm-hmm. middle we meet mm-hmm. yeah and by the way i meant to say this earlier i tried to play such bad golf in tahoe that i wanted nike and jordan brand to pay me to not wear their shoes <laughs> <laughs> take those off we'll give you all the jordans you want but don't do anything that you could possibly be on television playing golf in our shoes okay can we do that Okay. Did they did they hook you up with those kicks? Uh, my buddy in St. Louis, who's the Midwest rep for Nike, uh, sent some. And even the it was cool because even I played with Cooper Cup from the Rams, uh, Kyle Fuller from the Bears, who else? Brandon McManus, and they were all like, "Dude, those shoes are odd. Those are, you're wearing Jordan. Those are Jordan fives with spikes on the bottom." I'm like, "How do you know what these numbers are?" He goes, "If you don't know those numbers, Cooper you shouldn't Cup be wearing them." You shouldn't be wearing them, and you should really thank your friend because that was a hell of a gift. I was like, all right, yeah, good point. Cooper Cup, he's a stud. He crushed it for so me much two so two years ago in fantasy. He's a hell of a player, and then he's one of those guys that doesn't ever play golf, plays five times a year, and then comes out and can hold his own out there. He's just a it's great crazy. athlete. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Let's let's get back to this Midwest rep of yours. Like, can he hook hook me up? You know what I mean? Like, can he? Yeah. Lace me with some stuff. But I don't or? think he's got he's he doesn't have the shoes you want. He doesn't have the Jordan retro. You know well, who can also hook you up is Eddie. Really? I mean, if he wanted to, I'm sure he I don't think he cares about that kind of shit. No, I know, I know, because he's boys with Jordan. Yeah, he was he was there for the last all that all that footage was he was there for the last dance, all that stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. And they All used his music to close out the show, the the documentary, the last yeah. part, and he didn't know it was going to be in it. And he watched, you know, because he was there for a lot of that stuff. And then at the end, it's his music, and he was just freaking out. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. To tell you how good of a guy Eddie is, he texted me unprompted yesterday and said, what time, what's the link? How long do you wow. need? Because I want to be all primed for you. Really? That's nice. Well, we should be short and sweet. I'm scared. I, I, you know, I think he'll he'll dislike me the more and the longer we go on. You know, like 
if he just gets a quick taste of me and then be like, oh, that Oliver Hudson's pretty cool. Man, this is this is tapping into all of your insecurities. I feel bad for you. <laughs> Look, I just want to be liked. You know, I want to be liked by cool people. There's no doubt about it. But I'm not afraid, Joe. When we started this and certain unnamed people didn't get back to you about potentially being a guest, you really took it personally. Uh, not really. No, I didn't. I don't take it personally. You know? Kind of. Uh, uh, you do, though. Like, you take it very personally. We've, we've already had this conversation about when I don't answer your text back. It's like I've just murdered your children. Don't you know, even say that. You take that back. Fine, you I take, take it back. that back. Are the girls going to be going to school this year, to college, or what's that situation? Well, my oldest has been graduated for two years. Thanks for knowing your podcast partner. And my youngest uh, is going, <laughs> she's going to be a junior at USC. And not only are they not having class in the fall, but they raise tuition. How about that? Wasn't no. that nice? Yeah. They raised tuition and they're not having on-campus school. Make sense of that. Yo. Ed. 